Welcome to Small Business Insights, where back office conversations give us insight to what's really going on. Is it grit or luck that gives a small business owner an advantage? Let's find out. I'm your host, Laura Fisher. Well, today we have a special guest. His name is Jerry Martin with New Boost TL Solutions. I asked him to come on uh, the show today because we're he specializes in credit repair. But today we're going to specifically talk about why an individual wants to have it right for their company. So welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in uh, Waterproof, Louisiana, a little small town uh, until I was about 10 years of age. Uh, at that point in time, we moved to Houston. So it's about 30 years ago. Wow. You don't even look 30. <laughs> Everybody says that, especially when I shave up. So <laughs> my mom looks young too, so that's good. So what did you do when you got out of high school? What kind of uh, career backgrounds have you had? Because uh, usually entrepreneurs, this is a, a, a just a mix of all your experiences. Uh, well, exactly. So, so let's let's hear your wow. So let's been. see. So eighteen years of age, uh, I tried to open a pain management clinic up with my mom and uh, my pastor at that point in time. Uh, Rest in peace to uh, Pastor Handy. Uh, I went into business to try to do a record company with a couple of friends. Where, uh, in Louisiana? No, I was in, in Texas, in Houston. Okay. Uh, I also had a, uh, well, I can't even remember half the stuff I've done at this point. Jeez. I think you told me you were a truck driver once. Yeah, I did do trucking. Yep, I, yep, I did do trucking for a while. Um, I went up doing that, then moving on the corporate side of, court, of trucking. Um, so I did that maybe five, six more years. Uh, so you, you like kind of working on your own. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I went backtrack at first. I want to break in my leg or my ankle first. So I played ball heavy. Me and my mom was cracking jokes a few days ago about it. I was playing ball heavy. Uh, it was very good when I break in my leg. Then from there, one of my uh, deacons at our church, Reverend morning, Reverend morning, which was 20 plus years ago. Now he deceased at this point. But I seen him doing it, and I figured I would just do it for like a year just to kind of. Do what? Just drive, just for oh, a year. Okay. You know, like 2001, 2002, 2003, I said I'd just drive just to make some extra income. Right. Um, you know, and then wound up doing it for a few more years or so. Uh, but what wound up happening is once I got in that industry, I started gaining a lot of things from an accolade standpoint. So I went from just coming in, just, hey, let me just drive for a year just to figure it all out. You know, uh, I'm 22 at this point in time, so on and so on, to want to, you know, doing other things in it. So I started doing uh, safety, started working on the corporate side, uh, road team captain, like you see in the shirt that I had the other day. Right. All that's on the corporate side. So that's not really driving, per se. That's like dealing with upper management, VP level. Um, mm -hmm. And I still do that to the day to a degree. I do. I still do. Um, what's the term? Uh, I can't think of the term. They actually call it uh, for new hires. I basically get them inside of what they may be thinking. Okay. So even though I'm doing this, I still get paid from them to give them insight on what the newer person in the industry would want to do or well, what now, he needs to do. That sounds like a sweet gig. Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. And it is offered me something else a few days ago. Uh, that's, Crazy. So, that's good. But yeah. So that's pretty much it. So you've uh, kind of been a jack of all trades. Yes. And um, so you, we were visiting earlier and you started this business of credit repair about three years ago. Yep. About three years ago. And why did you decide to get in credit repair? Uh, well, 
me and my brother Antoine Martin, um, we needed our credit repair. Me and him, very we we, we called each other. We spar partners. So now, when you when you say someone needs credit repair, is that is that always because they didn't pay their bills on time? No. Why does somebody need credit repair? You need credit repair for a lot of different reasons. One of them is you didn't pay your bills on time in some cases. Some cases the bureaus have things that's incorrect on your profile that affects your score, which affects you, your buying power. Okay. So you need someone that can go in and actually fix that. You can do it yourself. Most people can't do it themselves. They say they can. Most people can't do it correctly themselves. Okay. So there are three uh, bureaus. What are they? TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. And they all give each person a score. Yes. Right? Based on what? Based on algorithms, based off of uh, payment history, uh, utilization, uh, debt-to-income ratio, uh, I mean, inquiries you have, uh, missing one, it's one more. But What's inquiry? So when I, is that when I go, when when uh, Coles offers me a, yes. a, a don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> when they offer me a, a discount, ten percent. If I have a uh, get a credit card, yes. they have to inquire, and that shows up on your credit, credit report, report exactly. because they're like, "Oh, this person's getting ready to buy more." Exactly. That, is that what that tells Ex- them? Exactly what it tells them. But it, it, it's a good thing if they give you the ten percent. But it's not worth right. it, big picture wise, because when you want to get something that's bigger, a car, a home, you know, a line of credit, high limit credit cards. The bureau is going to be giving that information back to your lender, whoever that lender is, Navy Federal, Bank of America, whoever that person may be. If you have too many inquiries at that point in time, you're going to get denied in most cases. Right. If you get up between five and eight, that's too many. Once you get over four, five, now you start to lose points. Every inquiry is three to five points. Really? From your score. No matter if it's a small mom and pop, don't you know, make a difference. Or buying a car or a house, it doesn't matter. Don't make a difference when you get when you buy a car. The car one is the one that's the one that hurts you the most, and it helps you, and it hurts you. It helps you only because they look at it as if you go get a car and they run your credit 30 times, that only counts as one inquiry technically up to 14, up to 30 days. But at the oh, same, so if you're car shopping. If you're car shopping. Okay, I get it. But at the same time, when you're trying to get lines of credit and things of that nature, even though it's not bad, the people that's giving you the money still looking at that. Right. Like, hey, he has you know, 24 inquiries. Yeah, why for, is that? Exactly. Why, why is that? Because if you had good credit, typically right. they're going to run it one time. Right. They're going to hit. As soon as you run it in, they're going to boom. There right. you go. You got approved. So you see 20, 30 inquiries. Yeah, he's kind of high risk to a degree. So. So. Um, so let's say, well, let's say I'm a college student or I just re- or I just graduated from college. OK. And I've got personal debt from education. Okay. And um, somebody charged me something and I said, screw it. I'm not paying that bill. Okay. So that's the kind of stuff that follows somebody. Yes. It follows you up to seven years. They're going to change it to three years uh, next month or the month after. Finally. Wow. That's a new rule. <laughs> that's a nugget. That sounds like something people could take advantage exactly. of. Exactly. That's a nugget. Yeah. So it'll be, I think, April the 14th or not April, May the 14th of June the 14th. Within the next two or three months, it's going to be three years. Finally. So what? when do people get shocked that, oh, I don't have the credit. I can't purchase something. When, and then <laughs> and that, is that when they call you? Yes. They normally go to buy something. Okay. Car, house. A, a washer, dryer. Washer, dryer, so, cons. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you're denied. And they're looking like, why am I denied? At that point, it's when they go look at that credit report and say, whoa, okay, my score is 500, 400, low six. 
you're probably not going to get too much if you're running between four and six hundred. You at least need, in my uh, professional opinion, you need to be at least six sixty, six seventy above to start getting things with a, with a decent rate. I would prefer to be at seven twenty. You know, that's okay. what I try to get my clients to uh, seven twenty at so least. So, when you want to rent something, a resident apartment, uh, office building, mm-hmm. do they also run your credit report? In a lot of cases, they do. A lot of cases, they do. Not everyone, but in a lot of cases, they do. And I mean, apartments I, all the time. Okay. Apartments all the time. Because they want to know if you can handle reoccurring payments. Exactly. Because that's pretty much what you're doing for the next, you know, six months, 12 months, two right. years, based on your length of you know, term that you have for that, you know, that uh, that apartment lease. So if I skipped out on a lease somewhere else, it's going to show up. Yep. It's going to show on your credit report also. It's going to show up on a broken lease. Or I bought a or car eviction. and I didn't keep up with my payments. Exactly. That tells the person making the decision that. The underwriter, the underwriting department okay. is going to look at that and say, hmm. Well, he didn't pay his rent. They can't keep long-term commitments. Exactly. So why would we give him a 30-year mortgage? Right. seven-year car note? Right. They're not going to do it. A $20,000 credit card? They're not going to do that at all. Okay. So, so let's just switch gears a little bit. So that's kind of in the personal, just general. Mm-hmm. So if I'm starting a new business, and um, when does it come up that, um, that I get stuck? Well, I would say this. Me and a, one of my... Friends in the credit repair space, uh, we were talking, we were texting yesterday about this, and she was upset because of the misinformation. You think that if you just get an LLC and just get an EIN number, you're going to be able to get business credit. You're going to be able to get different things. That's inaccurate. That's just so you can open a bank account. That's just open your bank account. 100% <laughs> right. accurate. I guarantee you 80% of the people have no clue of that. They think. Now I can go for a loan it, and no. you can't do that. Which, which you said we're going to go off of personal, but we have to go back. Because to get anything with your business in the beginning, unless you right. make one point five million or more, or more in sales, in sales, right, you have to PG it, PG. personal guarantee it, which yeah. goes back to what you're right, your personal, right. So you can't you, you can't do much in business unless you already have a lot of capital, and we know most people don't have fifty, sixty, seven hundred, two hundred thousand in capital to just start a new business. That's just not a normal you know thing. So. We use personal guarantee here at Business E-Suites. Okay. Um, we have um, an agreement, mm-hmm. but we also have them signed. If you can't keep this agreement, you still personally guarantee, guarantee it. it. Exactly. Right. Because a company can run out of business. Exactly. A company can't run out of business. You're right. signing out saying that we should be able to handle that. So right. at the end of the day, it will report. It reports to your business side for as, you know, if you wanted to get a line of credit, a car, uh, you know, uh, office supplies, et cetera. It goes on your business side, which helps you out on your personal but if you don't pay it with your business, it's going to affect your personal. So you can't really go with the business without the personal. They're all going to be commingled until you get to that $1.5 million annually right. in sales. That's when you can start using it to your leverage. Well, and I, I mean, and, and how you handle your money is another big is piece. A, is a, um, well, it could be a moral thing, a character thing. Exactly. And it is a reflection on who you are and, and what you value. Exactly, exactly. You see it all the time because we have a lot of clients now, uh, and, and you get to see um, you get to see everybody's payment history, highest paid, issues that they have, and it just tells you that a lot of times it's the person themselves a lot of the times, you know, maybe because they didn't know anything about financial literacy, maybe – it's just a character issue, like you said. It could be a lot of different variables, but you can see it. I can look at a person's credit report and I already know they're struggling financially. I haven't talked to them at all, don't know anything about it. But just based just, on their score? 
or not what are you looking at? I'm looking at the like the like the bureau look. I look at the algorithms of their profile. I'm looking at okay, this person went to from paying paying their credit down to five percent for the last eight months. I noticed the last two months their utilization is. 50, 60, 70%. That tells me that their funds, their personal funds is running kind of low or something is going on. So they're having to use the credit card at a higher rate to kind of offset the loss in revenue from a personal standpoint. Okay. So you can see the whole thing. You can see they're being late on that, on that card note, like we were saying, card right. note, credit card was late that month. Typically, things can happen once. If you see it two, three times, that tells us that eh, something is so wrong. So all these databases are talking together? Well... You mean far as the beer, the three bureaus, or, or you, just or, that? I mean, let's. Well, if you buy a house and my mortgage company, they're re, they're constantly reporting. A, a good, 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 good question. How that works? It's a system. It calls e Oscar. The e Oscar system is what every lender in America. I don't care who it is, how big, how small. They go through the e Oscar. So based, they are inputting data through the computer into the e Oscar. The e Oscar is kind of what's spreading the information out to everybody else. Okay. That's how they get those data points. And then the bureau is just the one that houses it all. So it's like the three bureaus, and then you have all the lenders in America. They're all sending information to the e Oscar. And then the e Oscar is what gives the bureaus back the information. And from that standpoint, that's how they have their data points. All right. So it's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> That's why I try to tell the clients, they think that, you know, we'll pay you a couple of dollars. You know, I don't want to make it sound like, but pay you a couple of dollars in some kind of way. You finna hocus pocus, make this happen. We really have to bust out, bust the, go through the algorithm and really figure out what we need to do to make this work for you. It's not just pay me the money today and then Friday is And you got to research who gave them the bad marks. Exactly. Right? That's another big piece. We have to know what lender was the person that gave them the deal originally. Mm-hmm. Then we have to figure out once that deal is closed, it's collection, it's charged off, repo, whatever it may be. Now we have to see what company on the back end bought that debt. Oh, and that could change over and it, over and Exactly. Over. That can change over and over and over. And we have five big ones. You know, it's five big ones and then it's a whole bunch of, it's hundreds and hundreds of little, you know, small debt buyers. But, so you're right. You have to figure out who who bought the debt at the second level to know what we could do on our end. And like I said, that changes How could quickly. I figure that on my own? That'd be tough. You could, but like we say, it's a lot of work. A lot of legwork. And it's, if I'm working full time, I don't have time exactly. to do that. That's what we try to tell the clients. And a lot of times we're promoting and things of that nature. We're telling them, yeah, you can do it yourself, but the odds you actually doing it right. Is and getting it done quickly. Quickly. That's probably going to be 15. What I see is about 15 to 30% of all the people that say they can do it, themselves actually do it. The other 70%. All right. So you're a service. Talking. You're just to help them out. Exactly. Right. We basically help them out, guide them in the right direction. And what I would say, too, what we've done the last, I would say, last 12 to 18 months of this time, we don't just fix your credit anymore. We have a lot of people that we are affiliated with now. We are affiliated with all of the credit monitoring companies, Smart Credit, My Credit, I, um, my score IQ, my free IQ, Experian, a lot of them. We, we're mm-hmm. affiliates with those companies. We also affiliate with with a couple of the banks at this point, so we can help our clients once we help get their repair. Once we repair their credit, get them to a certain point, we can guide you to the person to get the ten thousand dollar credit card, the twenty thousand dollar credit card, mm-hmm. the nice car, or the car in general. Or right. I have seven actually mortgage companies that I deal with now. 
uh, some in Louisiana, some in Texas that I deal with directly. So I can send my clients directly to them, which fast packs, fast tracks their process and it gives them better odds of being approved. And so you've we, got all the data. You could say, here's yes. all the history. This is, and you could say this client did grew. Exactly. Right. And they improve their credit. And I also would say by us doing it now and having those direct uh, relationships, I know exactly what they need to see. Right. Sometimes I may tell a client, I have my teams tell a client, hey, she or he needs to add these accounts. If they don't add those accounts, we can't force you to add the accounts. But we're only telling you to add these accounts because we know when you're ready to get this money, you're ready to get this line of credit, you're ready to get this house, this new car, you refinance of the home or the car, et cetera. So you got to have it in place to, to get it. Otherwise, again, you're just spinning the wheels. What kind of accounts are you talking about? Like getting, having your own electric bill or what are you talking about? Okay. So, okay. So, um, the, the main part of your credit report, we know it's on, it's on time payments, okay. which is 35% of your score. So almost 200 points of the 850. The second piece is revolving credit, which means that's basically credit cards, lines okay. of credit, things of that nature. So we have affiliated with a lot of the companies that actually offers revolving credit to clients. Some of them are unsecured. Some of them are secured. What we normally do if your scores are low, we go with the secure credit card first. Let that post on your credit report um, three, four months. And from that standpoint, while we are working to get things removed and cleaned up, now we may move to a smaller version of the unsecured card, which basically means the secure card, I have to put my money on the card to show like it back. Like a debit card. Exactly. So I can pay it back. And that reports to all three bureaus. Three to four months in, typically, now we try to get you a small, maybe 1000 800 700 something small just to report, but it's unsecured, which means it's not your money at that point. Once we keep building out, so now we're at the fifth or the sixth month of being with you. Now your profile should be typically 70, 80% clean. Now we can go and say, hey, let's go apply for a $5,000 credit card because the more cards you get on your profile, the better your profile looks. Like you said at first, the, more, the better it looks to the lender, the better it looks like, hey, we can offer him this car, this, this, this vehicle. Right. Whatever the case may be. So it's like we're building also. We don't just clean your credit. We clean it best as we can. We build it, which is our second process. And the third process is we send you direct to people to get stuff. But you have to listen to us, though. Right. <laughs> if you don't listen to five directions, it's it's like we just run in, in space. So and I don't want to take your money. I tell my team all the time. We'll call them and tell them, hey. You got to do this. We're going to release you as a client because we don't want to just take your money because we see it in this industry a lot. Because they have to, they have to participate. They have to participate. It's a two-step process. Right. That's another thing that they got to ha- the- put the disciplines in their life that they hadn't had before. Exactly. Paying bills on time, taking advice. Right. Being coachable. <laughs> Being coachable to a degree. And all my team, they're, they're nice people. They're not rude, obnoxious. They always, ma'am, sir. Even these, these, these team members, they are way older than a lot of the clients, but they don't talk to them, you know, rude. It's always clear. So just listen to what we're trying to give you. We're really trying to help you. So what, who is your typical client? Would it surprise me? No, no, it's, I've, wow. I've had, you know, I would say the typical client is the working class person, but I've also had a couple of athletes that I can't say their name. They have a couple of socialites, you know, in Houston, that's, you know, pretty big and a couple of people that make very good money. So, it, it it can vary. We can all overextend ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. No matter what, what you, what you I do. would say this too. <laughs> this is something that's kind of, you know, I, I talked to my friends about this and this is kind of funny. You would think the person that has the most money 
is better off than you from a base financial standpoint. That is nowhere near the truth. A lot of the people that I've talked to and worked with, they are in the same boat, the person that makes 50000 or 30000 a year, they just make 500000 a year or a million a year. Right. It's the same thing. They didn't pay their bills. They right. were, you know, maybe they lived in poverty when they were young. They never understood financial literacy. So they just, oh, I have a million dollars now, so <laughs> I'm just going to buy. I thought that's all it was going to take. Exactly. The life was just going to be different, but that's not, that's not accurate at yeah. all. So. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the business of credit repair, how yes. how how to know a good credit repair company. Yes. Okay. That's a and, good one. Um, good question. And then how do, how do you make money? Because okay. I'm sure you're making money. Otherwise. Yes. So, yes, we're making right. money. All right, we'll Blessed. be right back. Today's show was brought to you by Imperial Cold Storage. Commercial walk-in refrigerated and freezer units are available for rent. Perfect for produce, beverages, flowers, perishable items, and more. Search for Imperial Storage Solutions today. Imperial Storage Solutions, keeping it cool for you. All right, we're back with Jerry Martin with New Boost TL Solutions, credit repair company, and I'm um, asking him the big question. How do I know you're the right guy to help repair my credit? What, am I, what do I need to look for? What do you need to look for? Because you told me there's a lot of people in the, yes. in the internet atmosphere. Yes. yes. And I have seen a lot of people start yes. hanging their sign up saying, Oh, I do credit repair. Yes. Like it's like, it's a notary or, or, you know, it's just something new that I do. So how can I know who's good? Uh, first thing I would say is go online and see if they're bonded. Oh, all bonded. Cred- all credit repair companies in America are supposed to be bonded. So every one is expensive to get started. Um, it's only 13 States in America that actually has no bond that you don't need it basically. But the other, what, 37, 38 uh, states in America, you have to be bonded in the states. So I would, um, well, I could say, hey, Jerry, you bonded. Mm-hmm. And if I bet some people lie. Yeah, some people so lie. So what do I need to ask for to, is there a certificate that they can they, email me? Yeah, or they, could send, they could send you a certificate if they want to, or you can just go online and Google. For that matter, or they just go to your secretary of state because every credit repair company is supposed to be set up with the secretary of state. I don't mean LLC. I mean their bond. Okay. They, they're supposed to be set up a certain type of way. So I can go to the Texas secretary of state yep. or whatever state I'm in mm-hmm. and search what? Uh, just go to secretary of state and just put CRO or just put, which is credit repair organization. Okay. Or you can just put in, sometimes you can just put the name based on the state that you're actually in. Interesting. Yep. So that's the thing. So, so how, if I've done that, how much have I weeded out of all the bad ones? Uh, if you do that, you're probably going to weed out 70, 80% of the company. No kidding. Because this is the thing. We have this conversation all the time. Everybody said they can do credit. Why? Because it's fairly simple. At the, at the, the grassroots of credit repair is simple, meaning that all you need is a laptop mm-hmm. uh, and have some kind of organization to be to keep up with the information at the okay. end of the day. But to do it correctly, you have to be bonded. You have to have the right software, the right infrastructure, which now we're talking to what again? The money part. That means that the person who owns that company had to have had to spend a decent amount of money to do it correctly. Right. And that's the part that most people don't do. Because anybody can get a laptop and, you know, like you said, post some flyers online, you know, $10 flyers from, from, what they call it, Fever, Fever, how you call it? Fiverr. Fiverr. Yeah. You just go post some flyer, let them make it for five, 10, 12 bucks. Hey, I do credit repair and this and that and that and this. And it's simple. And then some people bite on that. They, oh, they got to well, fly up. But I guess some of them are legit. 
But what? I mean, is it, um, what's different with a bonded credit repair person? That, that basically means that you follow, you're following all the rules and laws of the Secretary of State okay. or your state Pacific. Well, how do, how do credit repair guys like yourself, companies make money? Is it based on the money you collect or, you, I mean, tell me. It's, it's service-based. So since okay. it's service-based, it's a recurring, you know, fee. Um, you get it up front or no, after you do see, something? Back, back, to, back to that again. Okay. If you're a real credit repair company, you're not taking, you know, thousands of dollars from people in the front. You haven't even did any work. Right. So I'm basically giving you $1,000 to say, clean my credit and, I can just run off because, again, we're not bonded with the state. There's no way of tracking these guys and girls down. But you already know they don't pay their bills on time. So how do you make sure you get paid for that work you do? Well, what I do is I have my team. We basically do an audit, enrollment. Um, uh, we have the three bureaus set up. We have certain things in the beginning part that we do to give us a decent percent of the money, basically. So so worst-case scenario is we do all the back-end work. We do all the audits. Um we do we send your first round out once we do that if you don't if you don't pay after that we want you to that's our whole goal is to keep a recurring customer not recurring like we want you to stay with us for years but recurring meaning that you stay through our whole program our program on average lasts between six and nine months so what are they paying you how are you are you is it a package are you saying how, how do you figure out how to charge them Based on their report again. First thing okay. we do, so so if you call me today, you say, hi, you know, uh, i seen you guys advertise me. I've seen a lot of great reviews on you guys. I want to, you know. Uh, I need work, some help. Need some help on my credit. First thing I'm going to do, or my team is going to do, we're going to send you our link. The link, uh, the first link is to our website because once you uh, fill that link out on your site, it's going to go straight in our computer. We're going to see everything about you, your name, your age, your birthday, where you mm-hmm. live, et cetera. The second thing we're going to send you over, like I said, I'm affiliated with a lot of different vendors uh, we're going to send you over uh, my score IQ or a small credit or something along that line, uh, credit repair link. Normally, it's a dollar to start it up. You're going to fill it out. Once you fill it out, then we're going to see your whole profile. We're going to be able to see exactly what's on it. We're going to see how many broken leases you have, how many repos you have, how many credit cards in there. We're going to see everything. And then based off of that is how we give you your price points. Our okay. price points, based on a lot of my friends that make millions of dollars in this industry, that doing it right, my price price points are very low still. <laughs> I may have to change them after a while, but they're still low. They run anywhere between one thirty and one seventy five. That's a month. That's For a month. A month. That Instead, seems reasonable. That seems reasonable. If someone can help you uh, clean your scores, clean your report, help you build it out, and help guide you to where you need to go, I think Superlay that's damn good. And so we were talking in the earlier segment that even for a small business, to have credit, mm-hmm. the individual in the small business yes. has one, to have yeah, good one credit. of the managers of together. The, exactly. One of the managers of the company or the owner, founder, someone has to have quality credit to be able to get that line of credit, to get that high limit credit card, the American Express with no limit, something to give them that boost when they're starting to be able to, you know, all, you know how it goes to offset those price points that they have to come up with. You know, like Is that how you water. came up with the name New Boost? Boost. Yes, new boost. Yes, that's that's why I came with the name because it's like off with the old, in with the new. New right. boost. Let's boost you to another stratosphere. Let's boost you out there. Let's get you, you know, push you. Let's right. Let's make this work. Let's push it out. So, how does a company lose credit? Is it the same way? Is just not paying your vendors? Yes. Yeah, you can lose credit on the business side also if you're not paying your your vendors. Uh, most vendors are. 
net sevens. Well, I would say the most of them are net thirties, but you have your net sevens, your net fourteens, your net thirties, so and your net sixties. That means when you get a bill, you need to pay it within fourteen days or sixty days or whatever. Exactly, and, and you have a due date. Exactly, gotta, exactly. Gotta you, hit have, it. you have to hit it, so it's not revolving like a credit card. You know, a credit right. card you have if it's a thousand dollars, you use eight. You can pay four or five and then roll it over to the next month and pay the, you know, 200 and the next month roll it to the last 100. But with business and your net 30s and net 20s and net uh, 7s, you can't do that. You have to pay it on the due date. So if it says you bought it on the 18th, the 18th of the following month, it has to be paid before that date. So you can screw yourself up on the business side also. Right. And you, if you don't want to do that, because if you're food industry and you've, ruined your relationship with your supplier, then you're yes. out of business. Yes. If you, yeah, if you, yeah, if you mess yourself up with your vendors, you're, you're screwing yourself because you can't buy product at that point in time, which means you're probably going to go out of business. Yeah. So it all works hand in hand, which goes back to the discipline. Really understanding what you're doing is the key being disciplined. You can't just do what you want to do. You can't just, they gave me $10,000. Let me just go spend $999 up. Now I can't <laughs> afford to pay it back. Right. Because you're screwed. Like you said, we're, you're going to be out of business. How do you manage all the stories that you hear? Because <laughs> they're all stories, right? And they're sad. Yeah, it's it, it's it's really, wow. And that, stupid. I bet you get some real like, um, what were you thinking? How do you sort <laughs> through that so they can hear what you need to tell them? It, it, it's, I would say that's one of the two or three biggest uh, things that you have to deal with. But what I say that we've come to realize lately, I would say at least the last nine to 12 months is everybody has a story, but also everybody do what they want to do. Meaning that people spend money on what they want to spend it on. So just because you told me a sad story, I bet you you did something else. Or sometimes most of our, most of our clients are on actual social media. We, that's one thing we do. Once we get you as a client, we bring you on that on a social media platform. So you'll be on Facebook or Instagram. We do that from a promotional standpoint. Cause we know we're going to do the job. We're going to do it right. So if you, if we did some shaky business, you're going to post it. But on the flip side, like your oh, Christian, so you want to monitor their activities. Yeah, okay. yeah, we do. Because, because, because if you tell me, Oh, I can't pay my bill this month, but I just seen you at Benny Hunter's last week. I'm like, well, you knew your bill was due next Friday. Why'd you go spend 300 at Benny Hunter's? And those are the conversations no one wants to have. They, wanna have. they don't want to, they, they, well, you become an, well, I'm sure they've already had collection calls. Exactly. And so, but you're, you're on their side. I'm on their side, but don't screw me over. Right. <laughs> or us over. We, we're really trying to help you. Yeah. So, so, so you're right. Some little tough love. Got to show them a little tough love. And in some cases we have to let them go. Like we really do. Because like I said earlier, we really want to get your score and get your profile and get your life in a better space. We don't want to just take your money. We don't want to, well, you didn't pay us this month. So you know, now you was late on a bill, so now we're just gonna keep billing you. No. If you So what's your what's your rule? Are you like pay on demand? I mean, pay immediately, seven days? Well or how do you, how long do you let them go before you go? Where this isn't working any longer. Uh that like you said, that's I mean, uh, that's just a practice. I want to hear what kind of practice you got. Uh, our base practice is your bill, we're always gonna communicate. I would say something else. Uh one of my friends in Houston, uh his name is Devin Shaw. He runs the automation system in in city. He's really good. And he has a lot of automation set up where we communicate with the clients 
all the time, even though we're not verbally talking to them. Right. They're getting emails and updates and, and your bill is due and text messages and emails and, and mm-hmm. phone calls. It's so many different things that's happening. So we're giving you multiple opportunities to reach out to us and tell us, hey, I can't pay my bill Friday. Can I pay it the next Friday? We give them up to seven days to, to do that. Okay. You know, if, if you don't communicate at all with us, then, then that's a different story. We'll charge you a late fee. That's what I say. Communication. It's communication. Gives you a lot of grace. E- exactly. Communica- in life, anything, you just be in communication. Communication. And the thing about that also is if you are consistent. So, for instance, we see a client been with us for four months. He or she been paying their bills on time. And just say that fifth month, something happened. We all know life happens. Right. If something happened that fifth month, Hey, okay, Mr. John, Mr. Miss Steven, Miss, you know, whatever her or his name is. Okay, we'll give you, maybe we may give you more than the seven days because you've been consistent. Right. And we have a lot of clients. They actually send a lot of clients. So if we know that, we keep track of, I mean. So we, referrals. Referrals. We right. keep track of everything. So it's nothing the client can come back and tell us two months that we don't know. We look right. at, we have everything. You've got a good CRM yes, we got, software. we got a good CRM software. We have what a, do, you, do you use it? What do you use? You, most, most. I'll say this, it's only about five, six uh, CRMs in the whole credit repair industry. Okay. I'm not going to name them all, but I use Credit Repair Cloud. Uh, okay. Daniel Rosen, he's out of California. He's the biggest company. It's some, it's some companies now that's on his level for as their automation, well, their system, and some of their systems are starting to exceed his in some respects. But it's only about five or six main credit repair uh, CRMs in the whole industry. So okay. everybody that's doing it right, for the most part, is going to be using right. one of them five. Certainly all the ones that are bonded. The one that bonded is doing it correctly. Because you're making it a career. Exactly. It's not a side gig. Yes, this is not a side gig for us. We really, this is how we're this making it. This is your full time. This is it. Yes. So what makes it all click is if you have a great CRM, good to great CRM, and you have a hell of a automation on the back end, which is Devin does in Houston, he... With that, it, it just makes it all flow. It's, it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's. So you're sent alerts, the customer sending yes, alerts, yes, the whole thing. Yes, the customer sends alerts. So like leads, like you were saying earlier. So, and and so, you're a manager. You don't, When you get leads, you don't want them to drop a. Drop yes. A, well, that goes back to the automations again, because with the, with the new leads, with the automation, as soon as it comes into our CRM with the Ninja Automation, with Dev and his team, it basically automatically picks that information, holds the information, and then soon as it gets the information, it sends information to them instantly. So it's no, well, they sent us a, they sent us something and I forgot or right. we overlooked it. No, it goes to them instantly. Right. So if I inquire on the website, as soon as something's going to come right back to yeah, me, hey, thanks come. for contacting us. This is what you need to be thinking about. And exactly. when we call you, we need to do this. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's what a customer relations management system does, CRM. CRM. That's what it stands for. A lot of, another good thing, if you ask a lot of people that's not doing it right, you ask them, what is a CRM? <laughs> they don't even know what that is yeah. because they're not doing it correct. They're just, like you said, it's a side gig, a side hustle. Yeah. You know, they do it on the side. Also, to do credit repair, you can't take Zelle, you can't take PayPal, you can't take Stripe, you can't take Venmo, you can't take all these things. A lot of those side little side companies, that's what they're doing. Hey, just sell me a thousand, just sell me five hundred, uh, things of that nature. We have to have a merchant. Right. Credit repair is considered uh, credit repair. Pretty much, I would say seventy percent of the financial side of things are considered high industry, which means we can't go to Chase and get a merchant. We have to go to about it's only four merchants, four or five merchants in the whole credit so repair space. So that somebody space. could pay you with their debit or credit card. Yes, yes. They got it. So we basically take uh, uh, 
Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, Discover, Amex, Visa, Debit, uh, MasterCard. It's maybe one or two more that we take. But it has to be original, official merchant. Okay. It has to be official. It can't be those side little right. companies. Yeah, hey, I use talk. Stripe. I mean, it's just a. But it's not high, you know, high risk. That's exactly. right. But that's okay. high risk, meaning that you can get a lot of charge back. Because like you said earlier, you have a lot of people that hadn't paid their bills. Right. So you think that they're going to pay you always? They're probably going to pay two or three, one or two and say, oh, well, this and that. Yeah. They're going to go to their bank and say, hey, I paid Mr. Martin and his team and I need my 120 back. But once you send <laughs> the information out, that's the thing. It's hard to, once you actually send their disputes out, you can resend it, but the process of doing that is just not worth it. It's almost just, yeah. just take the loss. So we have to have, Again, why you have to be bonded correctly and you have to have all your documents in a row, in, in order. So if they do try to get a charge back, I can say, hey, you have three days after, you know, three to five days after you sign up to say, I don't want to do it. Right. Well, if you do a Zelle, you can't get it back. You can't get it back. So. It's not, you can't even dispute it. What are you right. going to tell Chase or Bank of America? Right. You can't tell him anything. Right. That guy, that girl is gone. Right. And that happens a lot in this industry. Yeah, it does. A lot of crooked people. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up, but so if um, when is it? When do I know when I need to call a credit repair person? When would it dawn on me to call you? I would say call right now, <laughs> but <laughs> but honestly, don't just 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 do your own due diligence. You know, credit monitoring is only run. So if you get a credit score below what, should you consider talking to a credit six fifty? 650. So if I'm at 620, 590, 500, if I'm under 650, I'm going to reach out to a credit repair company, see if they can at least, you know, get me in the right direction. And and your success is you notice that once you work with somebody about two or three months, yeah. where is it going? Where does the credit re- number go to? Where does well, it usually end up? Well, in credit repair, you, you really can't say, because uh, you're not the one deleting the items off the credit report. So you can't necessarily say uh, what the score is going to be. All I can tell my clients is, if you add in the accounts we're telling you to add, you list the advice what we're telling you to do on the back end, and we're doing our part, your score is going to go up in most cases. I can't say 50 points, 100 points. But what I can say from the research that I have right now of all the clients we have, if a client stays with us six months, the average client is going to be up 100 to 120 points to what I see. At That's least, good. At least. That's significant. That's significant. That's a different buying power. If you was at five, and now you're at 620. If you was at six, now you're at 720. If you was at 650, you're probably somewhere in the mid-7s. Yeah. And that's going to change your life in a lot of respects. Uh, and unfortunately, I bet you have some repeat customers, though. Yes, we do have repeat. Yeah, we <laughs> do have repeat. Start getting it. It's just hard to keep it Yeah, up. we do have repeat customers. I would say that's about 20%, 18 to 20% of our client base right yeah. now. It's it's repeat customers. Well, at least they're coming back. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good and a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we're doing everything we can to teach them. But, right. you know, some people yeah. can't show, what to say, you can't show old dog new tricks. Yeah, that's some, in some cases that is 100% <laughs> accurate. All right, uh, Jerry, tell us how to reach you. Uh, you guys can reach us at newboosttradelinesolutions.org uh, or you can call us at 281-928-9644 or 800, I'm sorry, 1-888-431-0910. That's our secondary line. All right. I'll put those in the show notes in case you're thinking I need to talk to Jerry, figure out how he can help you. So, Jerry, thank you so much for stopping by today. I think you've, uh, I know you've educated me about all the ins and outs and 
what makes a good one, and the bonded seems to be the key, key, the key piece. That's a key piece. I didn't even know it was there. So I appreciate you for taking time to talk with me today, and we have to do this again. I have so much more to talk about with this. Well, I'll have you pack, and you can tell me how your company's grown. Oh, well, that sounds like a deal. I love that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Small Business Insights. Make sure you visit our website at fisherpodcast.com where you can follow the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a show. If you enjoyed and found value in today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes or simply share it with a friend. That would help us out too. Make sure you tune in next week for our next episode. Until then, you better be up to something.